0: Consequence Podcast Network.
1: This is the Album of the Week series on the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network. Now I'm your host dedrick hendricks of course this is our first run a new podcast here for consequence of sound.net the award-winning music film and pop culture publication check out the website at consequence there's also more podcasts we have tons more for you guys to check out just go to consequence of sound.net click the podcast tab or the same thing you can do for this podcast you can subscribe on itunes google play stitcher anywhere podcasts are available you can find this podcast album of the week series the losers club a stephen king podcast for you Stephen King fans out there, this must be the gig, which is hosted by Lyra Phillips. Pretty much, you know, interviewing people in the industry personalities about their first concert, pre-show rituals, trends in the festival scene and much, much more. Again, for all these podcasts, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are available. But this right here is the album of the week series. I am Dedrick Hendricks. Thanks for joining me. Welcome. And today we are reviewing a Starsborn Born soundtrack. The soundtrack album to the 2018 music film of the same name performed by stars Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper just released today, October 5th. When this was recorded, this podcast is being recorded in Fort Wayne, Indiana for the Consequence of Sound podcast network. Now, the soundtrack was released through Interscope Records, where Gaga and Cooper collaborate on the soundtrack album with an assortment of country musicians, including Lucas Nelson, who is obviously the son of Willie Nelson. Now Bradley Cooper describes the soundtrack as, in quotes, an evolution like the story, end quote. Now, in just a couple of minutes, I'm going to be joined by Ren Graves, who was a staff writer for Consequencesound.net. He has an awesome review up that you guys can check out on the website as well, reviewing a Star is Born soundtrack. He has the article up on the website if you guys want to check that out. But today he's going to be joining me to help dig a little bit deeper into this soundtrack. What did we like from it? What are the bad things we didn't like about it? What should fans expect approaching listening to the album? Ren Graves is going to be joining me here in just a couple of minutes. But first, I want to highlight a couple of songs you've heard shallow which was the pre-release single before this soundtrack was released. Shallow has been out for a while, and that was written by Mark Ronson, who we probably remember from his collaboration with Bruno Mars with Uptown Funk. Well, he helped write Shallow as well, which is pretty much the big single for the soundtrack. It was also written by Andrew Wyatt and Lady Gaga herself. This album definitely highlights Lady Gaga and how versatile she really is and shows her range. But honestly, the biggest takeaway for me? was bradley cooper man he has a good voice so on the website at ConsequencesSound.net, when you guys check out our album reviews on there there's kind of a format where it starts off as the lowdown which is pretty much uh background information for the album or soundtrack it then leads into the good the good things that the reviewer liked about the album highlights may highlight a few tracks parts of the album they enjoyed then it goes to the bad things they didn't enjoy things that were missing things like that then it also goes to the verdict after hearing the album what is the listener's experience That's what the verdict is. And then essential tracks important ones, the key ones. That's how the album reviews are laid out on the website. That's kind of how we're going to do it on this album of the week series. But we try to have a little bit more fun with it. It's always fun to dig a little bit deeper into how the music makes us feel. So that's how we're going to do it on this album of the week series. So let's go ahead and let's bring in our guest, Ren Graves, who has a review up at consequencesound.net on A Star's Born soundtrack. Ren, thanks so much for joining me, man. How you doing? I'm
0: doing real well, Dedrick. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to talk about
1: this. (laughs) Absolutely, man. You have an awesome review up. Before we even get started, I encourage everyone to go check out his article, his review up at consequenceofsound.net. But we're going to dig into it, man. Let's do it. So first question uh, um, on this A Star Is Born soundtrack, when is Bradley Cooper's world tour, man?
0: (laughs) Bradley Cooper is the big surprise, isn't he? (laughs) I mean, his voice is like, uh, I think there are... uh, I can think of a handful of groups out there right now that would trade for him. I mean, he's, he's got like a kind of a smoky, uh, like country rock vibe going on. Uh, and he definitely, uh, holds his own with Gaga.
1: What did you think? Um, we kind of were talking back and forth a little bit on Twitter. He did catch me by surprise, but I gotta give the edge to Lady Gaga
0: well of course it was probably Cooper's like, can't he be bad at something <laughs> he's, he's already know, right? so handsome. Can't he have like a real glaring flaw somewhere? <laughs> he even seems like a decent human being. It's really disappointing. <laughs> But yeah, I agree with you. I think I think Gaga steals the show. All right, so this this little uh so we're reviewing the soundtrack. Yeah. This is the fourth A Star is Born. Yep. Uh the first one was uh 1937 and that was that was about like an actress trying to break into Hollywood and starring an older actor and um when it was remade in 1954, it was turned into a musical with Judy Garland. And when it was remade again in 1976, it was turned into a sexy musical with uh, the like folk country rocker uh, Chris Christopherson and uh, the great Barbara Streisand. And um, so it starts out very much, I think, as uh, Bradley Cooper's soundtrack and, and movie. Uh, Probably. I haven't seen the movie. You haven't seen the movie either, right?
1: No, I have not. So I almost feel like after hearing the soundtrack, I feel like I have.
0: Oh, yeah. It (laughs) definitely covers the whole movie for better and sometimes for worse. But yeah, so like it kind of starts out with uh, Bradley Cooper and he's got this sort of country rock vibe. Mm -hmm. Like the first song is called uh, Black Eyes and he uh, co-wrote it. Uh, Bradley Cooper, handsome, great singing. Bradley Cooper co wrote it <laughs> with uh, Lucas Nelson, son of Willie. Uh, wow. You hear the moment when he meets Lady Gaga's character. Uh, there's like scenelets that provide context at the beginning of the soundtrack. There are sure a lot of scenelets. Mm-hmm. And then uh, slowly Lady Gaga's character starts to do some more duets with him. He, uh, she starts to explore some slightly poppier sounds. And so the, the scope of the a- soundtrack changes where at the beginning, it's more like country rock, mm-hmm. kind of like muscular country, sometimes leaning into like seventies arena rock, and yeah. like Creedence Clearwater vibes maybe. And, uh, and then Gaga slowly takes over and, uh, it starts out as like some driven piano pop into like, synth pop into like horny and ready for the clubs. <laughs> um, and then take some more of the emotional weight of the soundtrack towards the back end of it. And then we hear about, you know, things that are happening in the story. And at the very end, it sort of all gets stripped down to just like uh, a piano and a voice and some, you know, some, something to say. And it really is, it's the whole, the whole story
1: obviously uh when it starts getting sexy on the album it's around uh snl dialogue um and then it goes into why did you do that it gets sexy for a little bit <laughs> with lady Gaga.
0: yeah why did you do that is 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 ready to bunk, <laughs> is ready to grind man <laughs>
1: so let's go to the good ren graves you have the yeah. awesome review up at consequence of sound what did you think was good from this album
0: uh well so cooper's the big surprise and um I liked Black Eyes, but perhaps the very best song on the album, I don't don't want to say this definitively, but perhaps the very (laughs) best song is uh, uh, Maybe It's Time. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die
1: Maybe it's time to let the old ways die Takes a lot to change
0: which is this sort of introspective uh, uh, song about reacting to the world changing around you. It was written by uh, Jason Isbell, mm. and um, it finds Bradley Cooper sort of with this you know, bourbon slur handling the, the uh, philosophical notes of the song with uh, great sensitivity, and I really dug it.
1: The duets... Are probably what people should take in for the most from this album uh, with Bradley Cooper yeah. and Lady Gaga. Yeah. Um, Bradley Cooper nailed it on "Maybe It's Time." I mean, that's probably my favorite song on the entire soundtrack. Now it's songs. and that's songs. a solo. Yeah, that's and a that, solo, and that's Bradley a Cooper.
0: Solo. Uh, well, we have we've barely talked about Lady Gaga songs. So, so one of her duets with him is uh, 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 "Digging My Grave," which sounds kind of like this, like late '80s, early '90s, like post-outlaw country, country
1: pop
0: song. It it reminded me a little bit of, uh, I said in the article, reminded me a little bit of like a Reba McIntyre, Billy Ray Cyrus duet. Um... And you can hear Lady Gaga playing in that musical sound box. And she's like a, uh, she's a, I think she's just the biggest music nerd. I think she, like, (laughs) loves, uh, like, genre and past. And uh, uh, we sort of talked about this uh, before, but Mm -hmm. she, she reminds me a little bit of one of those, like, Nerdy film directors like Scorsese or Tarantino, somebody who has seen like every obscure movie from the 70s and 80s. And in the same way that it's like, oh, and Tarantino is now doing westerns. Oh, that makes sense. It kind of makes uh, sense that like Lady Gaga, who started off as like dance pop, would become attracted to country because she likes genres. She likes um, finding different instrumentation to carry her big epic hooks. Um, and so, so that one, uh, is, is great in my opinion, big in my grave. Um, and then, uh, we already talked about like, I liked, why did you do that? I liked, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's a musical. So she's, so is that all right? She just like belts it out like a, like a Broadway ballad. Like she's like on top of the lame mis, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> on top of the, uh, on top of the barricades, like ripping her heart out or uh, she's she's got such range and you can feel the joy in her showing off the range and then you know the big single of course is is shallow bait though it may be it's also quite wonderful
1: i have to admit in the past i haven't been the biggest lady gaga fan obviously she has a gigantic fan base and like like i don't want to say obsessive fans but they definitely support lady gaga and pretty much everything she does but with this album i really became a fan because i've seen her in you know american horror story now (laughs) i obviously know she's a pop star i did become a fan because of sh- her showing how versatile she is and it's something i really I, I have to admit i really didn't notice until this soundtrack
0: she i'm uh perhaps higher on her than than some other critics i really respect her songwriting chops um and i thought joanne was was excellent and maybe a little little underrated mm-hmm. uh so if you're if you're starting to discover her check out joanne i think it's pretty good um, but yeah when it, when it gets into the bad The bad stuff is like Pretty easy to describe mm-hmm. In a way It's like There are lots Of bits of dialogue Scattered throughout the soundtrack yeah. And it's like supposed to Provide context And backgrounds But like Okay so it, Here's how the soundtrack starts It starts with this like 20 seconds of like Tuning up <laughs> Then there's a song Then there is Dialogue Dialogue uh, A cover of LeVion Rose, which we'll talk about, (laughs) dialogue, another song, finally, another song, (laughs) right? So it's like, you you look at the first uh, nine tracks, and it's two original songs. Um, (laughs) And and then there's like, track nine is like a a pretty competent guitar solo, Uh, but like, I don't understand why we listen to it. Like, you know what I mean? It presented without context or, or, or like, uh, anyway, and, and the album sort of finds itself after that, but consistently these, these, these skits, sometimes it's like adds depth and you're like, oh man, now this, this pop song feels, feels like this epic Shakespearean monologue of inner turmoil. And sometimes it's like, Hey, you want to go to Arizona with me? Yeah. Okay.
1: I I did feel like there was a lot of build up, you know, leading into maybe it's time with Bradley Cooper. It was like, yeah, cause that's,
0: that's the, there's so much dialogue up until that track <laughs> seven. And then it's like, maybe it's time. And you're like, ah, and you just want to breathe a sigh of relief.
1: So I I have to ask, man, I, th- this is, I don't want to say the most important part of my, uh, conversation with you, but I have to know, what did you not like about LeVeon Rose?
0: Okay. So this is an Edith P.F. Uh, song. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. She's a <laughs> French vocalist, uh, and um, this song has been covered a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think it was quite a competent cover. I don't think it was a bad cover by any means. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, also in a stretch of the soundtrack where it's just like dialogue, 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 and you know, my ears is that's personally not the way I want to consume. Media, sorry to go back to the, the, the scenes again, but it's like um, it might be it might be enjoyable for people who've seen the movie like once through, but it feels like the third or fourth time through, uh, the the soundtrack will be enjoyed best with a skip button. Like all these little scenes feel like, you know how after you eat a a big meal, like a good meal, but later you like burp it up and you taste it a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's what these little scene wits are <laughs> anyway. So, so La Vie en Rose happens in the middle of all of this dialogue on the soundtrack. And it probably plays a very important role in the movie. In fact, I'm almost certain it does. And, uh, it's a quite a competent cover, but when there is so much really interesting, original work around it, it's hard for me to want to linger over this copy, especially something that I've seen and heard copied so many times. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, well, let's let, let's go ahead and let's play a little bit of La Vie en Rose. Des yeux qui font baiser les miens, rire qui s'appart sous sa blouse. Voilà le poindre sans rideau
0: de la machinale. J'apparti
1: And you really liked it. I I really liked it. I I just felt, and again, this is where I admit that prior to this, I was not, there are Lady Gaga songs that I enjoy. Obviously, I know she's very talented and one of the best in the business, but this is where I heard that she can do a lot more than just pop songs. I I really thought that that performance was good in part. And also, I've only heard that song one time, honestly, and it was back in music class in elementary school. So, I mean there's not a whole lot. I, I could understand, like you probably, you've probably heard the song numerous amount of times, remade, redone so many times. So maybe that's why you were, you were so qu- quick on the trigger for the skip button.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, so it's, uh, what is it? It's like 1946, 1947 Le'Veon Rose yeah. was released. And of course, you know, I didn't hear it until somewhat later than that. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's all it is. You know, and reasonable people can disagree. It's not, uh, so, so we have this uh, setup, right, for these reviews. Mm-hmm. We're a little smaller than some of the other publications. There's a lot to review, and people click on reviews, but not as many as click on like celebrities causing controversy. Right. Like covering Kanye West's poor mental health gives us the resources to cover people making art, which we're much more passionate about. Right. But one of the things every publication, even big publications, struggles with is, like, how much resources to put into the thing you love when the thing you love doesn't necessarily keep the lights on. And our solution has been to do shorter reviews, which frees up time and resources to cover a little more music. And that's where, like, the lowdown, the good, the bad, and the verdict comes in. It's, it's a, a device that allows us to get to the point a little more quickly and free up more resources. Um, but sometimes things that are like... uh you know, you have to, there's no category for medium or like kind of annoying, but not the worst, right? And so on a, on a fairly good album like this, some stuff that's like, in my opinion, mediocre, skippable, but certainly not the worst ends up in the review in this shortened format on the, the bad side. And that's one of the reasons, Edric, that I'm so excited that you're doing this podcast is it allows us to go a little more in depth
1: Absolutely, man. This is the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network Album of the Week series. I am Dedrick Hendricks. I am joined by Ren Graves, who is, has an awesome album review up on A Star is Born soundtrack at consequenceofsound.net. So I wanted to ask you, too, um, you know, about some of the contributions on the soundtrack, including you, men- you mentioned earlier Jason Isbell, but there's also Mark Ronson for anyone out there who may remember him from his Uptown Funk with Bruno Mars. Um, there's also Diane Warren, uh, Andrew Wyatt Mike Snow, but just kind of talk about some of the contributions as well on the soundtrack.
0: So, so somebody who's uh, getting a lot of buzz for this in the circles of people who uh, really care about, I guess, ghostwriters is Lucas Nelson, <laughs> uh, who I always said is the son of the great Willie Nelson. Yep. Um, and I think a lot of people like sort of are, are giving him a second chance, and I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, uh, second chance is wrong. Of course, he's, you know, uh, fairly successful musician in his own right and uh, probably wealthier than I will ever be. But uh, <laughs> people are listening to him more closely than they did before. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a few more uh, co-writer credits or uh, a little more heat as like wrestling fans, a little more heat in the future. Um, and then there's like a, 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 trio of really interesting uh country ghostwriters like Natalie Hemby, Hillary Lindsay and um Lori McKenna who've done uh, a bunch of stuff for country pop radio. And um this is probably a, a a big opportunity for for them. Um and then of course Gaga is like a real songwriter. Um you know, not all pop stars are Real songwriters, but but Gaga's like a legitimate composer with a uh, composer sensitivities.
1: Yeah, and it was definitely highlighted um, throughout this entire soundtrack. One thing I also wanted to talk about as well, since we disagree on one, I want to know what your essential tracks were. Talk about some of your essential tracks on the uh, soundtrack.
0: Okay, so I think there's a really uh, great uh, contrast between Gaga's voice, uh, which is kind of this like just like belting brass instrument maybe. And, uh, uh, Bradley Cooper's voice, which is sort of soaked in liquor and a husky and, uh, their duets have real chemistry, um, like dig in my grave and shallow. Uh, uh, and, uh, maybe it's time was another one of my essential tracks. Those, those three to me are, if you, if you're only going to listen to three, i think they're definitely worth your
1: time it's it's hard because we have the same we have two um uh similar ones i i also I had shallow that's obviously the big single that was put out prior to this out soundtrack release um i as, as well have maybe it's time written by jason isbell bradley cooper killed it um but my last one you know what I'm not the biggest pop guy in the world but give me why did you do that give me that i'll take that. oh I, yeah yeah i
0: dig it i dig it man
1: <laughs> I, I had to have that one on there man it was you know it was it was a little groovy and again you know it it actually kind of took me back to Gaga back when I used to listen to her back in my high school days uh you know when she had uh you know the poker face that era it kind of took me back to that man I thought that was very well done by Lady Gaga so if someone is approaching this soundtrack maybe hasn't seen the movie what else would you tell them to expect what, what would be your verdict that you have from this album
0: um overall I gave it a B and like you know, we we understand that to a certain extent these are arbitrary. Here's here's the longer explanation. There are like 33 tracks on this, right? Yeah. Uh, and 15 of them are songs, <laughs> and like eight or nine of those are quite good. That's how I would describe it.
1: Ren Graves, who has an awesome review up at consequenceofsound.net, a stars born soundtrack. Be sure to check out his review that is up at consequenceofsound.net. Ren, thank you so much for joining me, man. We I think we did very well. On reviewing a Stars Born soundtrack, we got to go see the movie now, I, I suppose, right? We talked about the soundtrack, the dialogue. When you come into Chicago, I'll buy the popcorn. There we go, man. You only you only a few hours away. It's not it's not that big of a trip. I drive I go that far for concerts. Why why not go see a Stars Born? Maybe uh our guys for the filmography podcast maybe they'll end up reviewing the Starsborn Born movie.
0: Yeah, maybe we can get them to pay for the sodas. <laughs>
1: that sounds like a good idea to me. But hey, man, thanks so much for joining me here on this podcast, reviewing A Star's Born. Again, awesome review on the website. We'll do this again, man. Great stuff.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Desrick. It was a pleasure.
1: Thanks so much to Ren Graves for joining me here to help review A Star is Born. His review, again, is up at consequenceofsound.net. Thank you guys so much for checking out this podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are available. Rate and review the podcast as well on iTunes. Let us know what you guys are thinking. Album of the Week series is a production of the Consequence of Sound podcast network. You can check out our expanding roster of music, film, and television podcast programming at consequenceofsound.net. Thanks, sir, everyone, for checking out this week's edition of the Album of the Week series. A star is born. Be sure to keep up with all the latest happenings with the album of the week series by following Consequence of Sound on all social media platforms and of course, subscribing iTunes, Google Play. Keep up. Let us know what you guys are thinking of the album of the week series. Consequence Podcast Network.